at that time, it was right before 9.30, and it just kept going back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. 9.30 comes out, the five-minute candle literally drops 200 points to the downside. I'm going crazy. Discord <laughs> going, going crazy. crazy. <laughs> the Zoom call was going crazy. Yeah. Everybody was going crazy, bro. Yes, wow. And it just kept dropping and dropping and dropping. 400 points again, and I was like, all right, I'm closing here. <laughs> I closed. It was roughly around like 11, um, $11 million dollars. And I was like, I closed. I bro, posted. I bro, po- I posted it. <laughs> Look at my face, like I posted oh. it on Instagram. And I was like, bet. I posted it on Instagram. The freaking that that picture went freaking viral. And then I posted a withdrawal right after that too, as well, like a screenshot of the withdrawal. Yeah. And I was like, I put the middle finger up because I was like, yeah. Everybody, else. <laughs> yeah. what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Calvin, the new trader, host of the Forex Beginner podcast. We are in the studio today, so you know we got a special guest in the building. Now, this guest right here, I actually ran into him at uh FX Summit. Uh, shout out to Roy from Chart Addicts, great event. Um, and I saw him, but I didn't know he was who he is, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I noticed him, but I didn't know, and then couple weeks went by and I started seeing his profiles pop up, saw him on YouTube. And I'm like, this brother seems interesting. I started listening to him, watching him. And I'm like, yo, I saw him at FX Summit. (laughs) And so I reached out to his team. He reached back and we did an interview and we were on Zoom. And I was like, like I stopped like five, 10 minutes into the interview. I'm like, bro, is there any way you can come to Miami? He was like, bro, I told you from the beginning, whatever you want to do. So ladies and gentlemen, man, we got trades by side in the building. What's up, bro? Yo, what's up, How you what's doing, up, man? man? Doing How you feeling? Bro, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Love it, man. Thank you for coming down. I appreciate it so much, man. Um, the audience is going to love this one. It's crazy because I had somebody in the comments of my last interview said uh calvin please get side oh and i'm like they don't no. even know it's already in the works <laughs> some people i'm not gonna lie some people look at my fan base is like a cult fan base that's what people say in the comments bro that's what people say and i'll just be like oh. <laughs> we ain't gonna go that but far I, with it bro, i seen i seen some crazy things i've seen like people like put my face as their profile picture i've seen people like have like shirts with my face on it i've seen my name get changed in like their bio and like bro it's crazy dude that's crazy <laughs> but what's amazing it's crazy in a good way yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's showing like you're 22 no 20 no you're 20, 20. i'm adding years on this guy <laughs> my Yo. goodness you're 20 years old and the impact you're having bro you remind me of like the harmozy of forex bro because i watch that dude a lot. I, oh, that's crazy bro <laughs> and but but you're doing it bro because you like you have the results and you're changing the perspective of what it's like to help people you know what i mean and the way you put so much energy into free content so much energy into being transparent sharing the journey with people is like it's relatable and it makes people gravitate to you i feel like nobody talks about the real life situations of like what it goes like what it's like to be a trader like nobody talks about the downside of being a trader or the losing months or the losing streaks or whatever it might be nobody talks about Oh, you have to put like your last dollars and try to build up your account or even get two, three jobs. I have to work two jobs just to get my capital up in the first place with tackling on real life situations. Like I was helping out my mom. My mom's a um, single mom. Um, I didn't meet my mom until I was 17. Mm. Like my whole life I went through foster care. Then once I moved, I I contacted her on Facebook. I was homeless at like 16. I contacted her and I was like, look, I'm homeless. 
you don't know me like that. Well, you probably do, but I don't know you like that. Is there any way you can, you know, come pick me up from where I'm at? Come, you know, help me out. She was instantly there in like 20 minutes because mm. she stayed real close. Did I, little did I know. And I've provided for her during that whole time, my whole journey. I was providing for her. Most of my money went to her mm. and then trading. And then I have to figure it out. And nobody talks about the downside. Everybody talks about, oh, look, I'm winning now. I'm, I can do this. I can do that. I can yeah. catch this trade. I can catch this trade. Yeah. But nobody talks about the losses. And that's why I genuinely feel like people need to do that. Yeah, bro. So many people are asking me, Calvin, are you still going to be trading with prop firms given all of this stuff that's going on? And are you still funded? And will you get new challenge accounts? And my answer to all of those questions is absolutely yes. Now, this is my personal opinion. I truly believe that trading for prop firms is still a great way to get that capital up and you can take some of that capital and put it into your personal account and start building it from there. So personally, I just started another funded challenge with Blue Guardian. And the reason I rock with Blue Guardian and the reason I recommend Blue Guardian is for so many reasons. But number one is their ability to offer us a tool that helps us protect ourselves from violating our daily drawdown. The number one reason that traders like you and I fail funded challenges is not because we don't know how to trade, not because we don't have the right strategy. It's simply because we hit our daily drawdown, which means that either we're revenge trading, either we just don't know that we're um, close to violating our challenge, but all of that stuff is fixed with this one tool that Blue Guardian has available called the Guardian Protector. You simply go into the back office, you set a dollar amount limit or percentage limit, and this Guardian Protector will stop you from breaching your account. It will disable your account for the day. That means no emotions, no nothing, and you can live to trade another day. Now, when I saw this tool, I said, you know what? This is a prop firm that is leveling the playing field so that we traders can have a good shot at actually passing the challenge to move on to the next stage. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the main reason why I rock with Blue Guardian. Something as simple as that is game changing for the trader that is disciplined, the trader that has a strategy, and the trader that is well prepared to take the challenge. So if that is you, if you're ready, you've been practicing your strategy, you got the data, you've been paper trading, and you are ready then listen, there's no other prop firm that I would recommend than Blue Guardian. On top of the Guardian Protector, you got 85% payout, which is one of the highest in the industry from day one when you get funded. You also have no restrictions on your trading. You can trade during news. You don't have to set a stop loss. You can hold over the weekend. So many great things with Blue Guardian. So to get 10% off your next challenge, use coupon code NEWTRADER, the number one. You'll get 10% off your next challenge. And there's a link in the description that you can click to get your funded journey started with Blue guardian now let's get back to our interview yeah i mean you <laughs> i love like having conversations with you i mean even though we've only spoken twice but even the first time like i didn't have to say much you just yeah. go into the story <laughs> and i love that yeah. i love that so i'm happy you went into the story so far so you were raised in the foster care system yeah, yeah. my mom she had me at 16 and mm. she wasn't fit for an, like parenting at that time and she was also um, in the foster care system too as well so it was like a repeating pattern she was in the foster care system had a kid and she couldn't raise me so then the government ended up taking me and then i kind of grew up you know with random people mm. my whole life switching schools switching states all over the place so you never had like a solid foster I, I care did family around like age seven 
yeah, age seven, uh-huh. I finally set on one. Mm-hmm. And she put it in my head that my mom didn't love me. So throughout my whole life, I'm thinking my mom didn't love me. My mom didn't love me until um, I started to realize as I got older, I was like, hold on, something's not seeming right. And basically what she was trying to do was manipulate us because she couldn't have kids of her own. So the whole time she was manipulating in our heads so that we can call her mom and do things as like a mother would, you know, have their kids doing, you Mm -hmm. know, and all in all, it was like the craziest thing I've ever experienced. And also as well, like it came to a point where I started to realize all our checks, like over time, she was trying to live like my foster parent was trying to live like this young life. She wanted to be 20, but she was like 32 and all like, like they give you like checks every month for being like in the foster care system, I think it's like $600, $700 or something like that, maybe even more. And my foster mom would freaking spend all that money on like drugs, partying. It was it was getting crazier. As I started getting closer to high school, it got crazier and crazier. So that money was supposed to go to you guys, the kids, yeah, not to them. Yeah. So they were getting a separate check like from the government like for having you guys yeah. and like watching you guys. And yeah. then you guys had a check for you. Uh, and she was taking you guys' check. No, it, it was the government check. It was okay. the government check. She okay. had a job, but then the uh, government check was to feed us, and the government job was to keep up with, or her job was supposed to keep up with the bills and make sure everything's straight, and then the government check was to make sure we had clothes on our back, food in our stomach, and then we had the lights on, obviously. And she was using it and she for was what using she wanted it. to yeah. use it for. Mm. So then it, it came to the point where me and my brother was eating, like, ramen noodles. Like, not the real ramen noodles, because that, sh- that was, like, expensive. Yeah. That was, like, $12 a box. We got the we got the one dollar pack of top ramen, mm. and it came to a point where we couldn't even afford that because she was spending all the money. So I remember I used to have to, I'm I'm being so transparent. I used to have to like go to the Dollar General, put one under my under my shirt, and leave to feed my brother, me and my brother. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I finally, um, the reason I ended up getting kicked out was because with all that going on, I was trying to fit in in school because at home it was like terrible. So me trying to fit in at school caused me to hang out with the wrong crowd. I was thinking like, oh, these kids are cool. Like they, what they're doing is fun. Mm-hmm. I don't have fun at home. So these kids are having fun. Let me have fun with them. But their fun was, you know, partying, doing drugs, all types of stuff, hanging, hanging around guns and stuff. And I found myself in a situation where I ended up getting into a couple fights. Wow. And it was fights after fights after fights, getting suspended, suspended, suspended. My foster mom at the time really didn't care as much, so it just kept happening. It's kind of the same way with trading. You keep doing the same mistakes and nobody tells you. Nobody gonna, tell you nothing. <laughs> you just keep <laughs> losing money. Keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're just going to keep doing it. So I kept doing that, and then eventually I got kicked out um, 10th grade year. And I was 16. Once I got kicked out, when I got kicked out, I also got arrested. And I went to, I think it was Clayton. No, it wasn't Clayton. What was that place called? I think it was Marietta YDC or something like that. I forgot what it was called. It's a a nickname they call it. But Mm -hmm. I went to that YDC and I, I spent the whole year in there. And once I got out, I was 15. Then I turned 16, got out. It was February, maybe February 24th, 2019 and or 2018. And I came home. I just got home, been home for like two hours. And they're just sitting on the couch when I get home. And they're like, OK, we got to talk. You can't stay here anymore. You're a bad influence. And yeah, you just we just can't do it. 
And I was like, at first, I was like, I thought they was joking. But then, like, a week later, it passed. And then, next thing you know, I was locked out the house. Wow. And I couldn't get in. And I, I didn't know what to do. So, my first night, I was at, um, I was sleeping at my job. And then, I spoke to the manager. I was like, yo, could I get a place? Like, can I, like, sleep in the break room? You know, I'll make sure I, you know, don't smell crazy or anything. And, yeah, like, could I do that? And he was like, yeah. You can, but he understood that it was a mutual agreement of my situation. Yeah. And I went to Taco Bell. I got a job there, too, because I knew that if I'm going to be at McDonald's, it's going to be impossible to pull it off for 24 hours a day of being at McDonald's 24 hours. Somebody's going to say something. It's like different shifts are going to come in. So the morning shift allowed me to sleep there. So now I just had to get Taco Bell to let me sleep on night shift. Mm, you get what I'm saying? Getting so, creative. Yeah. So yeah. then it ended up working out. I was able to sleep at both Taco Bell and McDonald's. I did that for like six months. Wow. And one day I just, I was so, I guess I guess you can say suicidal, depressed. I was so depressed because at that moment in my life, I also, before I, when I got kicked out, the first thing I did was I was knocking on my friend's door. I was trying to see who was letting me, who was going to let me stay with them. And nobody would let me stay with them. And it's like, bro, I thought we was cool at school. And that's when you come to find out. That's when you're you see. only cool at school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm when saying? When it's convenient for me yeah, to be yeah. around you, we yep. cool. Yeah. Yep, when we're cool. And then nobody would let me let like stay in their crib or anything. Not even sleep on your porch. I couldn't even sleep on your porch or anything. Wow. Um, so then I ended up. Oh, snap. No, nah, bring it in. Man. Bring it in. I'm loving <laughs> yeah. it. This is this is the reality of it, bro. Because yeah, a lot of times people see us where we are now, but they don't understand what, how much you had to go through to get to where you are now. Yeah, yeah. So eventually, I ended up contacting my biological mom. Uh, typed in her name on Facebook, found her on Facebook, and I texted her. I I wasn't even like I said. I'm still in my head thinking that my mom doesn't love me. So I'm texting and I'm like, okay, I know we haven't talked or you don't really know me like that, but I'm really struggling right now. I got kicked out of my um, foster parents' home. I need some help. I left it at that, clicked it. It was like 9 o'clock at night, sent the message, went to sleep. And when I went to sleep, I woke back up. I seen that she texted me back. Instant click. That was the first thing I clicked on. And then I texted him like, hey. I literally just said, hey. As soon as I said that... She calls me. She calls me. I'm like, yo. <laughs> well, I said, hey, ma. And she was like, son, where you at? Where you at? She just kept saying that. And I was like, I'm, I'm chilling at the job right now. Um, she was like, where? Where's your job? Where's the address? Send the address. I sent the address. She made that. She said it was a 40-minute drive. She made it into like 20 minutes. <laughs> Come on, mama. <laughs> <laughs> picked me up. She had picked me up, took me back to her crib. Um, she had just actually got that crib. Mm. And it was like a two-bedroom. And I was sleeping in the guest bedroom on like a pallet for the time being. I said, look, I'm going to buy my own air mattress and everything. You ain't got to worry about me. I'm just really appreciated that you you was able to pick me up. At least I was in a predicament where I was like near death because like I didn't like my life at that time. Mm. And yeah, I honestly, if my mom, if my mom would have never stepped in there, I wouldn't be here today. Wow. I wouldn't be here today. If my mom would have never stepped in, I'm pretty sure in a week or two, it would have been like, you wouldn't even know who Cy was. Wow, man. Because I was that deep in depression and I was that deep in like, okay, my life is just, that's that's it. Yeah. And I, did, I, ha I had no hope. That was mm. when I had no hope. And as soon as I was going to give up, something came. 
Tom came through. And you also, you made a decision in that moment because you could have just said, it's over for me, right? I got put out of the house. I'm trying to do this two job thing. I'm sleeping at work. I'm, I'm you know, I'm bouncing between McDonald's and Taco Bell, right? You could have been stuck in that moment, but you made one more move. One more move. That was you the last move, move I that's, had. Yeah. And, <laughs> that was... and like, that's what we have to do in tough times. You know what I mean? Just make one more move. Like when you feel like it's over, make yeah. one more move. Make one more move. One more move. Like when you in drawdown on that account and the setup's there, make that next trade. Make that next trade. Yeah, make bro. Make that next move. Yeah, make that, that next is, move. That is, that is true. That is true. Yeah, man. I feel like, yeah, that was one of the most crucial moves in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. But I think sometimes... We have a pity party and we give up. Like, yeah, I understand it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand the feeling, but you got to make that next move. Yeah, I, I feel like when you're in the moment, you're kind of not, you're thinking rational and emotional. So you're not thinking like, you're just thinking, oh, this is happening to me right now. This is, this is the only thing. Nobody like looks at the bigger picture of things. Like, what can I do to help me out of the situation that I'm in? Yeah. You know, never nobody ever thinks about that. Or never, nobody ever thinks, okay, let me double back and analyze the situation. Yep. Because sometimes your situation, not to down downgrade anybody's problems, but sometimes your problem might not be that big as you think. Mm -hmm. You know, you might be, let's say, let's say you get into a car accident or something, right? And it's like, oh my God, you know, everything's <laughs> going on. But yep. if you double back, okay. Okay, calm down. I can call my insurance company, let them know what's going on, make sure, you know, my body's straight, make sure I ain't messed up, yep. and then I'm going to work through the process. You That's know, it. some people are like, oh, snap, I got hit. I'm, this life is <laughs> it's over. It's over. <laughs> I'm late for work. I'm not going to make it here. I'm going to miss the flight. It's yeah. like, Everything's ruined. You yep, know? <laughs> yep. That's how people do it. And then they go emotionally thinking, and then rational decisions. That's yep. what the rational decisions that can cause your life to get into a bigger situation or a bigger problem. I agree. So yeah, like in that situation, I could have did something that would have caused me. I could have, I'm homeless. I'm going to go rob somebody. I'm going to go rob something. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I could have been like that. Yep. But I had to double back, analyze the situation. What can I do from this situation? Mm. And yeah, that's where the real decision making happens there. And that's how you learn in trading. That's how you can learn faster in trading is getting into the markets analyzing the situation if you get into a problem you analyze it don't run from it keep analyzing it people go people go into like this thing where let's say they mess up in one thing mm -hmm. let's say they can't get their entries right or let's say they go they over leverage a lot this is what normal people like i've seen before people will over leverage a lot in trading so what they'll do instead of learning how to stop over leveraging what they're going to do is Go search for how to get better sniper entries. You know what I'm saying? Because if you get a sniper entry, you ain't got to worry about drawing that. So you can over leverage. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? People keep causing problems. So now they're they're trying to, you know, over leverage but get a sniper entry. But now they're not taking a lot of trades because they're trying to get sniper entries. And that causes another problem. Now they're trying to trade all the time. Like, how can I get sniper entries every day? And now they're creating more problems that they could have just solved the first problem. And they would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so true, bro. That's so true. So um, for those watching right now, um, I'm here with Sai. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm excited, yeah. right? I'm excited right now. And if you don't know, this guy has made $10 million in like two years. <laughs> and we finna dig into this whole story. Let's get it. But we had to let you know how all of this started, right? Everything isn't built from like 
this perfectly built foundation this oh he has a he's a trust fund baby and he started with money no 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 like some things are built rough yeah you know what i mean and that's what makes the journey so beautiful and so relatable and so why like why i wanted you here in person is because like it's real bro yeah. You know what I mean? The story's real. You know what I mean? The way, like, you you walk around like a rock star. I mean, like, look at the chains on <laughs> the neck. How heavy is how Yo, heavy are those chains? Man? Yeah. Bro, we was, where was we? And I was like, yeah, I gotta take this off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. all right, all right. So we got his team in the background. We got Brandon and Brandon in the background. <laughs> Brandon and Brandon. <laughs> Did you guys feel unsafe walking around with this guy with all these chains on? <laughs> <laughs> you was calling up like, hey mom, look, uh, you know, that you make sure you got no. insurance policy. <laughs> Yo, when I was in Mexico, bro, I actually brought my chains with me when I went to Tulum. Uh-huh. The first day we got out there, it was like 10 o'clock at night in Mexico, and my watch got stolen by one of the freaking policemen. What? Yeah, bro. I got a video, I posted it on my Instagram and Everybody was like, nah, bro, you can't wear chains. And I was like, why not? They was like, bro, they will kill you out there. Oh, man. <laughs> they were, like, they do not mess with Americans like that. Listen, we need somebody in the comment section right now. If you know, um, where do you like to travel? Caribbean? I don't know. After that, I was scared to <laughs> so you, out the okay. country. <laughs> All right, so this is yeah. what we want to do. Yeah, I want to go to Colombia. All right, boom. Anybody from Colombia or any foreign or international country, I need you to drop in the comments right now. Let Sai know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate as far as jewelry so he can know, all right? We, we got to protect Sai. All right, so $10 million as a trader. Yeah. What you do is very unique because you just don't flip accounts and just trade your own money. You share the wealth and the knowledge. Yeah. You are into asset management. Asset yeah. management, managing funds for others. I want to talk about how you first got introduced to the trading space. You're working and yeah, so what happened? Around the time where I just moved in with my mom, mm-hmm. I was 17 at the time. And, you know, I was working at this Crystals on like Cleveland Avenue in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was working there. It was terrible. It was so terrible. And like, I used to hate going to work, but I, I, I'm going to work like, you know, nine to fives never bothered me. It was like a sense of like, okay, I know I got to get out of it, but I love work. So that was one of the jobs I hated. It was really ratchet. It was hood. I've seen, I've seen ladies like walk around naked in front of my face. <laughs> I've seen guns, gunshots. I've seen a dude get killed on wow. like the, in the gas station. I've seen a lot of stuff in that job. So I was like, I was going through it through that job, but I continue to push through it. So one day I was working, it was like roughly around like six, seven o'clock. I had just got there two hours before. And I seen this lady come through the drive-thru with like a BMW. It was really nice. She had like chains on, nice little watch. Her boyfriend was also next to her, chains on. And he had also a nice little watch. And I, for some reason, I've never asked nobody this question before, but some reason I was like, Hey, what do you do for a living? Like, I want to know what you do for a living. Never asked anybody ever this question. Didn't the TikToks for what do you do for a living wasn't even out at the mm. time. It was unpopular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even popular. So me asking that was so random. And she was like, Oh, I trade stocks. And I was like, 
stocks. Like I had no clue what that was. I didn't even know people made over a thousand dollars because I was making like four hundred dollars every two weeks, and I was like, "There's no way anybody else is making money." So mm -hmm. she ended up showing me like Robinhood. She showed me this Robinhood account, and it was like thirty k in it. I didn't know what was going on. I was just looking at numbers. Yeah. And she was like, "Um, how old are you?" And I was like, 17. And she was like, oh, snap. Well, you got to wait till you're 18 to legally be able to trade. Mm -hmm. But make sure you get into it when you turn 18. So it was just stuck in the back of my mind. Uh, I was like seven months away from my birthday. Um, so the months went by. And then I finally turned 18. And I remember what that lady said to me. So when I turned 18, I remember I went through the foster care system. So I didn't have my social security. I didn't have my birth certificate with me. So I had to go get those things at 18. Mm. It took me like two, three weeks to get everything. Finally got it. First thing I did when I got all of it together was I started my first Robinhood account and a Weibo account. And I put $5 into Robinhood, made like 20 cents off of like putting it a small bit into like Apple. Mm -hmm. And then it went up like a little bit and I made two cents. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I didn't even know the power. I was like, okay, whatever this is, I just made two cents. I'm pretty sure I can make more. Mm -hmm. So let me do this. Yeah. The first YouTube video I watched was um, by The Humble Trader. Yep. I, I believe yep. she's Asian. Yeah. Asian yeah. Yeah. Um, she teaches about stocks and I watched it. It was like, uh, how much money do a day trader make? That was the first video I ever watched. And she was like, realistically, we never know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I was laughing when you said that because you know that's a slogan. Like on her channel, she yeah. always go up to other traders. So, how much money do you make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, said that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, so definitely, I watched. That was the first video, and then I was like, okay, I I might want to do this. Yeah. And at that time, I was already like, bro, I was putting hours into the wrong thing. I was putting like it was days I was putting like twenty two hours into playing video games. Mm. Like I kid you not, it was so bad. My mom literally told me like, son, you're getting, you're gonna be eighteen. Um, if you keep doing this, I might have to kick you out. Oh, like, we ain't doing that again. <laughs> we ain't doing that. She was like, you just, because I used to play the game, like, I kid you not, 22 hours a day, sleep for two hours, and I'll get back up, play the game. Yeah. Play the game. And I used to do that a lot. So then once I found out about trading, I just reversed it and started doing that. And I was working, and then whenever I had time to even check my phone, look at my phone, I was watching a video. I was really huge on watching videos more than actively being in the market. So I'm not even going to lie. Mm. Like, when I first started, I was watching, like, everything. I wanted to know everything. Mm. I wanted to know, like, all the terms, all the lingos. I wanted to know how to do it, what to do, what's the best brokerage to go out with, or this and that. I was all over it. And I watched this one YouTube channel called Alux, and mm. they was they was pretty good when it came to, like, having a business mindset, having a, you know, entrepreneur mindset. But the first thing I did when I got into trading was learned about like financial, financial, um, how to, how to even know about finances. What's the word? Uh, money management. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Money management. Yep. Uh, that was the first thing I learned because I was told on one video that I watched, it was like, yo, if you can't manage your money in real life, if you can't manage your bank account, how are you going to manage a trading account? That's facts. If you literally can't manage your money in real life and make sure you don't spend it all, you're literally going to spend it all in the markets too. Yep. You know I what agree. I'm saying? So that was the first thing I learned was money management. And yeah, that's how trading started. I ended up, you know, trading for stocks for like six months mm -hmm. um around that time stocks was really booming like there was there was things like dwac which was my biggest trade ever but to the build up i was trading things like apple i was trade i was trading the spy 
I was trading low penny stocks at that time because that's when they had this Twitter guru called Zach Morris. Mm -hmm. He was really good at calling out stocks. I used to, you know, watch him. But the thing I would notice about people who call out trades is like sometimes when they call out trades, you might want to get in like a couple minutes like later than what they do. Because when he call out trades, it'll pump up and then it'll mm. dump and then it'll go back up again. So I would have to wait after he calls it. Wait, everybody's going to buy it. Jump. Come it's going to come back down, jump in, then it's going to go back up. So I got used to doing that over and over. I remember making my first $1,000 um, off of CEI. Okay. And that was like a chamber energy stock. It went to from 20 cents to like $5 in less than two weeks. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy gains. And I made my first thousand and I was saving up money at that time. So I was also throwing money into my account. Went from like 3000 to up to 10 then 15 and I was consistently growing it. Wow. And then one day I ended up getting to 100K on my account. Mm -hmm. And this was like three months in. And I wow. was like, okay, bet. That's a lot of growth. Yeah. Really, really fast. It was crazy. It was wow. it was crazy because I was like, I remember I remember I traded this one stock. It went from it went from like nine dollars and fifty cents all the way up to like twenty dollars. And I was like, whatever I'm doing with these stocks, I gotta just keep doing that. Yeah, don't change so, nothing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I was just I would wake up every morning trying to find like the lowest stock or something that's, you know, trending a little bit mm -hmm. and seeing if I can catch the bottom of it or even catch it before it goes up. Because that was the big gains. That was the the penny stocks was honestly the biggest wave in 2021. That was wow. like the biggest wave. And then we had DWAC which was uh, Trump's, it was a, he wanted to make a new Twitter. It was called, uh, anybody know what that was called? Huh? Yeah, I remember what. He it, came out with a yeah. social media mm -hmm. app. Yeah. It was called Social. I think it was called Social something. It was Social something. Anyway, he came out with a social media app and it was supposed to be bigger than Twitter. So it came into the market at $10. Like first day it came into the market at $10. Everybody was talking about it on Twitter. And I had 100K around this time. And I was like, bro, Donald Trump, yo, I got to get in on this, bro. It's going to go. So I kid you not, at that moment, I made the biggest life decision ever in my life. And I was like, bro, if I don't put all my money on the line on this, then it's just, I might lose. I might not lose, but I might miss this opportunity. I seen the opportunity. Everything was there. I seen that it just opened up. So I know it had some growth. Mm -hmm. So I knew from wherever I was going to buy it, it was going to at least go up at least two, three dollars. I knew that. But I got in. I got in putting like, I think, 90K in there, like almost 80, 90 percent of my whole capital. And I was like, OK, bet. I waited. First, it opened up at 9.30. It went from $10 to 15 What? Yes, bro. It was crazy. It went from $10 to $15. I was like, bro, hold up. <laughs> what was, was your like, account at that? My account? Bro, I think <laughs> when my, account, got to $15. my account was at roughly like, um, bro, it was like roughly at 15 20 k It was roughly around there. And I was like, okay, wait. I was like, wait. And as soon as I, I was like, all right, let me just put my phone up. I'm going to set an alert if it hits my stop loss or whatever because mm. I put a I put my stop loss in profit. I was like, all right, bet. If it goes back down to like $12, $12, then I just take the $2 gain and I'll be I'll be okay with that. So then uh, I let it be. I set alerts for $25. I set alerts for $50. And then that was it. I didn't think it was going to go any higher than that. Tell me why. That day I was off. It was a Thursday, I believe. It was a Thursday I was off. 
and I didn't have any work or anything. So I was in Walmart just getting some stuff for the family, getting because I used to eat these rice pasta size, bro. These things are good, but I'm gonna tell you, I used to get like a buttload of those things. So I'm in mm. Walmart, I'm shopping. Next thing you know, I hear my phone ring, ding, ding. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> And I didn't check my phone, but it, it just kept dinging, bro. It just kept dinging. So I was like, all right, I don't have, I didn't have any friends at the time. So I knew it wasn't a text message. Mm -hmm. So then I ended up pulling out my phone in the middle of Walmart. And I remember I was, I was in the, like, I was in like the hygiene aisle. I mm -hmm. remember I was like in the middle of the hygiene aisle and I looked at my phone and I was floating like 300 K wow. and the price of DWAC was literally at like 75 $75? seventy five dollars seventy five dollars from ten dollars at an $10, open, bro. Oh like you can goodness. go look this up. Like you can go look at it. It went from ten dollars to seventy five. And as I'm looking at it, as I'm looking at it, it's still going up. Mm. I got out at one hundred and twenty bucks. I got out at one hundred twenty bucks. It went up all the way to like one fifty six. From ten dollars, it went all the way back up to one fifty six. A couple weeks later, ended up dropping all the way back down to twenty dollars. Mm. All the way back down, and I think it's still going down to this day. I don't know. Yeah. But at that time, I got out of 120. I was roughly around like 400k in profit. And I was like, I, right, I'm done trading. That's crazy. It was the craziest thing to me. I cried in the Walmart for like a split second. I called mm. my mom. I was like, Yo, ma, I'm on my way home. I thought I was gonna shop, but I, you know, I, I'm not. I'm gonna come home. I gotta tell you something. <laughs> and bro, I went home that day. I was like, I was scared to tell my mom at the time. I was like. Ma, I, I don't know what's going on, but just know I got your back. Whatever you need, I got your back. I didn't mm. tell her at the time. I was scared because yeah. I was like, you know, I'm not going to lie. Parents are kind of like, you know, when it comes to making money, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to get that life lesson. Yeah. She eventually found out, but I didn't want that life lesson speech. I was just in shock. I wanted to be at peace at that time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I went on YouTube because this is where I got all my information from. I was like, YouTube what University. You, yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro, what do I do if you make like, what do you do with your money? If you start making a lot of money, they was telling me invest into real estate, get into this and that. But I didn't have any good people around me to like help me out with that. So mm -hmm. I kind of was like, I, I can't do that. I got to find something else. Yeah. Or I can just be on my phone and make money. So eventually, you know, as time went on, I consistently, I was like, okay, um, I took some money out, helped my mom out with some things, um, and I just continued to grow that account. I put back 400k back in there, or like roughly around 380. It was like 380, mm. and I continued to grow that account for the rest of the year. Coming into December, I eventually made my first million dollars off of trading stocks. So, so this is all in the first year of trading yeah. stocks. A million in your first year of trading yeah. stocks. It was the craziest thing ever. And honestly, this is when everything changed, though. Because right around that time, December 2021, SPY hit all-time highs. It was it was all-time highs. I think it hit like 480. It was like 480 or 479. And then it crashed from there. It went, it went $20.00. It went down $20, which is a big amount in like the first two weeks and everybody was going crazy. Mm. And that's when stock started to tank. It was hard for me to make money because I only knew how to buy price. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So then I'm over here scared. Um, and then on top of that, I ended up doing my taxes. I didn't listen to my mom. I should have. She was telling me go with somebody professional. Don't try these online little apps and stuff. But I eventually did my stuff on on like an app. And then I got scammed for like 
fifty percent of my like whole account. Man. So down I was roughly around like back at the three hundred K mark and I was scared. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I I can't tell my mom I got scammed because she's gonna look at me like mm-hmm. I told you so. Yep. And I was just like I was I was in a mess. The market it was hard. I was starting to lose a little bit. And I was like, all right, I gotta find something else to do because this is not gonna work. And eventually, um, somebody told me about trading Forex, or somebody was telling me about Forex. He told me before, the friend, he told me before, but I was like, nah, bro, that's like, I don't look legit. Yeah. And he was like trading off his little phone on MT4, MT5. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that don't look legit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see no, like, on, cause on, on Robinhood, you can see, you can see pretty much everything your bank balance, you can see, um, transfers, deposit, withdrawal, all on the on one app. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, he was going from, oh, let's go to this website to get back into the MT4. You got to <laughs> log in this way. You got to use this to look at the charts. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm good at that. So then I eventually came back to him. I was like, all right, bro, I might try it out. So we took the weekend. Um, I took that weekend off, and we was on a Zoom call. He was telling me, look, this is 4X. This is how, um, this is what this is. This is what that is. And I was like, okay, uh, I think I might do this. Mm. And I b- figured out how to even get a brokerage. My, fr- uh, I can't say that. I was going to say my first brokerage. I can't, <laughs> I can't be doing that. <laughs> but I signed up for my first brokerage account. Um, I was on MT5 because apparently that was the best one to trade on. So like at that time. And I put $10,000 with my stock money. I put that into an account. And I got that post on my Instagram. And from that day, you can literally see on my page growth. Mm. And I started growing my accounts. There was losing days and there was winning days. Yeah. And I eventually ended up making the most money I've ever made in my entire mm. life. <laughs> yeah. It was in year crazy. two. In year two. In year two. In year two. That was, I started trading Forex on January 12th, 2022. Yeah. Yeah, 2022. And roughly around like, april ish i had one of my biggest trades and i ended up eventually getting to a million dollars trading forex and then most people know this happened like may 4th or may 5th i had 2k in account craziest thing ever and this is the craziest thing ever Mm. 2k in account and i was trading london session trading gdp uh aud Mm-hmm. I was trading that London session, turned that 2K into 16K. And then come in that one session. In that one session. <laughs> I was full margining. Y'all yeah, gonna be yeah, like yeah, risk yeah. level, but yeah. I only had 2K in the account. Like I just withdrawed and I had some money already saved up. So and that's like, the thing I want people to realize, right? He's already made a million dollars in stocks. Yeah. He's good. His life is good. For him to take 2000 and put it into account and full margin it, that's like. It's like, hey, it's just 2K. Like, I'm just like, in here to flip 2K. this. Like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just want to see what I can do with this. Yeah, I literally so, was like, let me see. Yeah, like, the ratios for 2K for him is, like, the equivalent of if you, like, I just want to throw this out because I just want people to just see because people like, oh, he's just another overleverager. No, it's all about ratios. So if you are a million-dollar earner, 2K to you is the equivalent of a 100K earner maybe – I don't know, like $200. $200, yeah. You know what I mean? Would you take, if you make six figures a year at your job, would you take 200 and throw it into account and just see what it does? Most people would. Yeah. That's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. 
It's just two hundred dollars. Like, there you go. You know, some people will be like, "Well, it's not just two hundred dollars." Yeah, in your predicament. There you, you go. Know what I'm saying? There you in go. Your so go ahead, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just want to put that out there. <laughs> people don't understand that. They be like, "Bro, yeah. you just wasted two k." Yeah. No, mm-hmm. bro. I, you know, it's all about ratios. It's so, all about ratios. Um, uh, I was trading GBP AUD. Ended up getting into a good trade, making like up to sixteen k. And then my account was roughly at like 18, 19 K. Mm-hmm. I got into NASDAQ because this was like the, I have a tattoo of it right here. Oh man, and baby NAS. Yeah, baby <laughs> I NAS. see a rocket going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so NASDAQ was going crazy at that time for a sell trade. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bet, let me get into this sell coming in with the profits I made from, you know, London session. Coming into that London session or coming into the New York session, I got into some sales. I was once again, over leveraging a little bit. And it ended up hitting like 700 points in that day to the downside. And I went from that 19K all the way to 100K in that same day. Literally, I have, I have, I have the screenshots because it was the craziest. (laughs) I didn't even know this thing was going to drop 700 points. It was the craziest trade I've ever seen in my life. Okay, bro. So, Sai, 2K to 16. 16. In London. In London, session. then by the end of New York, you're floating six figures. Yes, it was the craziest thing. <laughs> closed out at one, I closed out at one oh one, and I took a break. Mm. I was like, all right, I don't know what I just did, but I'm gonna chill right now <laughs> and I'm gonna see what happens. So then, um, I took a break. So it was like, it was six days to get to what I'm finna tell you. Mm-hmm. It was six days, but it was like. Six trading days, if that makes sense. Yes. I wasn't trading six consecutive days. Mm-hmm. So then the next time I traded, I was, once again, I was like, okay, NASDAQ just made me my biggest profit I've seen so far um, in one day. Let me just continue to trade this. Mm-hmm. So then NASDAQ hit another downside to like 400 points to the downside. I was in that trade, went from 100 to 400. And when them numbers start going up, yeah, when them numbers, it's easier it to was flip. easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was way easier. Most people don't know that, like, if you focus on building, 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 you're going to start to see that, oh, you can have that 10K day. You can have that 20K or not even something crazy. It can be like, oh, I can have that 1K day now. Like some people be like, oh, let me turn my $500 into like 5K in one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you built that account, you can literally just have a 5K day. Yeah. If you just built that account up, throw some money in it every time you get paid or something safe, like use that sort of as your bank account. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Keep throwing some money to the side. You don't have to trade it. Just keep throwing money. Look back at it two, three months down the line. You might have like a two, three thousand dollar account. Yeah. You can trade that. Now you can make two hundred dollars every other day. Um, and then you can consistently build like that. That's how I used to do it when I traded stocks too. Mm. That was the money management part of it. Like as long as I wasn't losing money, all you're gonna lose, but as long as I wasn't using my capital and losing it, losing it, losing it, I was gonna win overall because I kept putting money into the side, kept putting money to the side. And eventually, I was able to do $200 and be happy with that. Yeah. Or, and then it kept going, being consistent, do that for a couple of days, a couple of weeks. And then you'll have your big day. Like, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, most people don't know that you see all these traders, they have their big, day, their big days. Mm-hmm. That's because you, they're probably going through a situation where they're making, like, 5K, 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 4K, 3K, 5K. And then one day, something happens, and then so. they, boom, 10K day. Yeah. Boom, 10K, 10K, you know what 10K, I call 10K, that? 10K. Playing the game. Yeah. You know, they're waiting for the move, but there are so many, oh, okay, it's not ready yet. Oh, I'm in. Oh, okay, it's not ready yet. Okay, let me take a little bit of profit. So you're playing the game, waiting for the move. Yeah. 
I eventually getting up to 400k. Mm-hmm. Next, the third day of trading it, the the same account trading that same account. The third day, I eventually got to 800. 800 went to a million, and I stopped there. I was like, all right, this is coming. It was the fourth day when I hit the million. The third day, I hit 800k. So that was another double. Mm. That was another flip. And I was like, all right, I'm chilling. I'm calm. I had a Discord chat at the time. They was mm. going crazy. Mm. I was doing like live streams for them so they can see like my progress or whatever and how I was doing. I love that. <laughs> and it was crazy. It was the craziest thing ever. And everybody was like, bro, you got to risk it all. You mm. was like, I was like, I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm at a million dollars. I'm literally up crazy percentage, whatever percentage that would be, mm-hmm. like 99, 9 percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Some long decibel number, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, at this time, I was really good at the NASDAQ. And yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to just keep trading. I don't know what's going to happen. I believe CPI was going to come out that same day. CPI came out. It didn't move, but I was like, okay, 930, it might it might go down. I was using, like, this resistance level at the time for another sell. Mm-hmm. This was around the time, like, price was, price was really dropping around this time. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, April, May, June of 2022, it was really dropping around that time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to um, end up getting into this sell, see when it happens. At 922, my account screen was, like, going from red to blue, red to blue, red to blue. And I'm talking about the margin. So, you yeah. know, you can see margin right mm-hmm. there. I literally kept seeing it go red to gray, red to gray, red to gray. Because that means, like, you're out of margin, you're in margin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was literally down, like, I was down, like, over, like, 100K on, like, a position alone. Wow. And I was like, all right, bro. If it hits, because I had, like, a 20-point stop loss at that time. Mm-hmm. And it kept going to, like, 10 points, 15 a little bit. And come it just down. And it come back yeah. down. And it was, like, at this time, I also taught myself that trading before 930 isn't the best and smartest idea. Mm. Because things are volatile at that time. And yeah. that's, and I'm going to get into that as well. Like, the stock market opens from 930 to 4, 8, 4 p.m. So, but um, anyways, at that time, it was right before 930. And it just kept going back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. 9.30 comes out. The five-minute candle literally drops 200 points to the downside. I'm going crazy. Discord's <laughs> going, going crazy. crazy. <laughs> the Zoom call was going crazy. Yeah. Everybody was going crazy, bro. That's wow. And it just kept dropping and dropping and dropping. 400 points again. And I was like, all right, I'm closing here. <laughs> I closed. It was roughly around like 11, um, $11 million. And I was like, I closed. I bro, posted. I bro, po- I posted it. <laughs> Look at my face, like I posted oh. it on Instagram, and I was like, "Bet." I posted it on Instagram. The freaking that that picture went freaking viral, and then I posted a withdrawal right after that too, as well, like a screenshot of the withdrawal. Yeah, and I was like, I put the middle finger up because I was like, "Yeah, f- everybody else." <laughs> yeah. And Ooh. it was the craziest thing. And after that, that's when I got into asset management. And I kind of stopped trading after that. Yeah. Like, I kind of stopped trading alone after that. Okay. So. Because so, that was your original question. Yeah, that was my original <laughs> question. But, bro, I love the way you go into the story mode and just give us everything because we need that. But, bro, you got to tell me this. Like, when you just close out a trade and you up 11 mil, you don't get nervous that, man, I hope they pay me. I hope they give me this. I'm not going to say who. Yeah, yeah. I eventually, after that, I ended up getting that payout. It was it was, it was, was a rough time getting that payout, but it I did get it mm-hmm. within that 
you know, 48 hour range. Mm -hmm. And after that, something weird started happening to my account. I kept getting closed out of trades. I kept getting, you know, certain errors saying I couldn't put this much volume into the market or I couldn't put much this lot size or couldn't put that lot size. And it was emails at the email saying I couldn't do this, couldn't do that. And then eventually one day the owner of the brokerage ended up contacting me and then they was like, yeah, bro, you got to like chill. Like, you got to stop doing all this crazy stuff because you're like, you're, you're messing up the business. And at this time, I didn't know because I came from stocks, bro. Yeah. Like stocks, we have, there's legit brokers. Like mm -hmm. there's, I don't really think there's too many, there's probably is, but I don't think there's too many scammy brokers out there. So, you know, coming into Forex, I didn't know that's how the game works. That's how the game works, bro. So he contacted me and I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever this guy is talking about. And two, three days after that, I couldn't log into the account. Like I couldn't log into the website. I couldn't log into the brokerage. I couldn't sign into my own account on MT5. And I was like, yo, bro, something's going on with my account. Never got a response. What's going on, traders? It's your boy Calvin here. Listen, if you are looking to trade your personal capital, you get a little bit of money, you want to put some into a Forex account and start growing it, start multiplying your money in a personal Forex account, there's no other broker that I would recommend than Hanko Trade. I recently moved some money into a Hanko Trade Forex broker account. And let me tell you, I love their customer service. Whether you have a question, you have a concern, their customer service is there to answer your questions. So if you are ready to trade your personal capital, Check out Hanko Trade. There's a link in the description where you can get registered today. Now let's get back to today's podcast episode. Let's go. Mm. I seen that person at Forex Summit and mm. we talked about it. Well, he kind of dusted it off like he didn't know what was up. But I talked to him about it. I was like, yo, bro, like, what's up? Yeah. You know, I know it's like a year later, but what's up? Because yeah. I didn't go to the Forex Summit that year. I went this year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, bro, like, what's up? You know, and then he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, you know what I'm talking about? And he just kind of like tried to push it off. And I was like, all right, so whatever. At, yeah. this, at this moment in my life, it's like, I don't even need it anyways. You know, I'm still climbing up, you know? Yeah. That's like, that's something right there where, you know, you work hard to get your your mindset to be able to handle those type of numbers or like to be disciplined enough to execute what you feel like what that intuition is telling you. Like yeah. you said, like just throughout your stock trading, your Forex trading, you talked about, you felt that intuition like, yeah, man, I'm gonna just go for it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think trading is a lot of that. Yes. It's the skill set, it's discipline, but you got to have that intuition. And that comes from the work. It's the same thing with even making money. People will be like, Oh, what's your first hundred K? Like what's your first million? Like, Bro, I was already making $10,000, $20,000. That was already crazy to me already. Yeah. So once I got to that part, it was like, yeah, I'm just keep going. Like, yeah. I'm going to just keep going. And it's the same way with what you're saying. You know, you just got to, you're going to continue to trade, 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 trade. And then you're going to know what you like. I suggest everybody like, because people would come into the game. Oh, I want to be a swing trader. Mm -hmm. They don't know nothing about trading. They just be like, I want to be a swing trader or I want to be a scalper. I see they make fast money. I feel like everybody should start off day trading, like day trade every single day, because then you're going to start understanding, okay, I like doing this. I like this setup. I don't like this setup. I don't like trading this time. I don't like trading this pair. And then you're going to start the bill over time. Okay. I only like being in this trade for a couple minutes. I only like being in this type of trade for a couple minutes or a couple hours. And you're going to understand what you like to do. And that's the whole name of it to be honest because people will get you know on youtube and copy exactly what this guy is doing and it's not working yeah um obviously because we all have different minds and that's how the market moves in different minds there's different levels people getting in and out taking profits putting stop losses getting stop loss hit 
you know, getting into trades. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all people in the market. Like, I look at it like that. Like, as orders are being filled, those are people putting emotional or rational or even logical decisions at one at one price point. Mm -hmm. And your determining is to, okay, what are the people thinking? How are people thinking? Or how is everybody looking at the charts? What is everybody thinking, you know, is going to do? How can I, you know, take advantage of that? Yeah. Like yeah. right now, the the market is kind of the Nasdaq market is selling off, and everybody's probably thinking, okay, how can I capitalize off buys? Why are you thinking about buys? You need to capitalize off the winning team, you know? It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. And bro, I think like sometimes when you're growing on this journey too, you try to like our natural instinct is what is everybody not thinking. And yeah. so we trade based on what we think the market's going to do yeah. instead of looking, looking at what at it's doing yes. and saying, let me follow suit. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you start seeing the market trend down and you hop into any kind of sale, I'm pretty sure it's going to end up continuing to trend down. Yeah. Or I wouldn't even say guaranteed or anything, but like I'm pretty sure nine, nine out of 10, if you sell with the market, you're going to make money. If you buy with the market, you're going to make money. Make money yeah. But if you're trying to like... Oh, when when am I gonna catch the bottom of the sale? Like it's selling off, and you're like, oh, when can I buy it back up, or when can I catch it buy up? Because everybody once again thinks about those sniper entries or no drawdown entries or entries where it can moon and you can never worry about it again. People want that, yeah, but it's not that. Like sometimes, bro, you're gonna have to get in and out of trades. Sometimes you're gonna be in a trade for this long. Sometimes you might be in a trade for a long period of time before it even hits your target area. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's been trades where I've been holding it for like weeks, mm. and I'm like, bro, this thing is like not moving. Mm. And turns out, just wait a little bit longer and wait for that trade to pop. Boom, you're set. Yeah, and most people, most there. people, I think trading is really more of like a patience thing. People don't have patience. That's true because I don't have patience, and that's what I struggle with the most: just waiting, playing the waiting game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it it can be two sides. Now, playing the waiting game, and you know, you, you're like ready for your setup, and there's a difference between like trading and you know there's no setup. Yeah, you know, that's trading true. trading yep. without patience, without a setup. Is destruction, but trading, you know, if you got a plan, but you're just impatient, you just really got to fix the impatient part. Yeah. But the people that be trading that just can't wait, yeah, just like, I got to get in there. They just be destroyed. The candlestick going like, you on the 15 minute chart. Like, this is how I used to be when I first started trading. Like, my first month of trading, actually, my first, yeah, yeah, like my first month, I was losing a lot of money, bro. <laughs> so, uh, bro, it was crazy. I actually did that I'm too. I'm on the 15 minute <laughs> chart, bro. Every time I see a candle move down, I'm selling. It move up, I'm buying, bro. You on a 15 minute chart, bro. <laughs> yeah, I used to do. I used Just to trade losing on, money. Bro. I used to trade on the one minute. Oh crazy, bro. It was crazy. Bro. I was trading the Nasdaq on the one minute time frame, bro. It was the craziest. Nine thirty. I'm talking about those candles was looking crazy, bro. Man, that's and crazy. You'll you'll start to learn as you you know get more into trading that everything is really on the higher time frame. Facts, bro. Every, bro, I made that shift this year. This yeah. year I made that shift the in the entries, bro. One hour golden, entries, bro. Yes. One hour entries, analysis and looking for my levels on the daily, and then confirming, you know, like trend lines and things like that on the four hour. But daily zones, one hour entries, bro. Yeah. It has been working for me, bro. Yeah. I do I do mostly one hours. I I do all my one hour is nice, bro. Because I'm more of a day trader that turns my trades into swing trades. Mm. So I'll be looking for a day trade. Most people look for a day trade on the 15. I look for it on a, the one hour time frame. And I'm trying to find, you know, swing high points and swing low points 
because those are where my entries come from. I yeah. I only sell when price is breaking swing lows and it has a reaction, and then only buy when price has swing highs and it's breaking swing highs and it has a reaction. And with that, it's it's been times where I will wait two three weeks before I catch a trade, but the trade that I catch will set me good for the rest of the month. That's a you different know? mindset. You know, it, or because some people will be like, oh, you've already made money, so of course you don't trade for the whole month or so or whatever. That's not even the case because when I first started, remember, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't trading like that. I was watching videos. I was practicing. I was learning more. And while I was doing that, I was waiting for a setup or waiting for my trade. I've been doing the same thing because the more you're in the market, the more you can lose. Like, that's all I think. Every time I'm in the market, I'm like, ah, I can lose it all. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I can possibly lose it all. Yeah. And I'm trying not to be in the markets like that because every time you get in, there's going to be just that one time. Yeah. That one time where you just like shouldn't be in the markets and you can lose it all. Talk to me about this asset management business. Okay. So you have this issue with this broker, right? You end up getting paid out and then you make a switch, you know, like, yo, I need to do something different. Yeah. Obviously now you're in asset management. So you're essentially getting the funds from the clients that you trade for. Right. Um, so obviously that money is sitting with regulated brokers. Yeah. Right. And so now you don't have to worry about that no more because you know, you're going to get the money. Right. Um, so how do you like, how did you have to change your trading approach from the full margin trading to now more structured, more less risk? Um, and then again, you can still run a, a assets management with a higher risk. You just have to make sure everybody knows it's a higher risk. Okay. So they know what they're getting into. But mostly at higher risk, I would say you can in a high risk, you can do like up to thirty to fifty percent, roughly in that range, but anywhere uh Anywhere above that, or like fifty-five or sixty percent of risk is like scary to yeah. people. And then again, thirty and fifty is still scary. But you got to remember, you're running high risk. Yeah. But most people for a low risk would be like up to like eight to ten percent, mm-hmm. or not even now. Sometimes if you're trading way bigger capital, you know that one to two percent people don't even want to see you lose that. Yeah. That's only if you're trading like big buck numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking about tens of millions of dollars. But like, you know, people that come in with like a thousand, two thousand, you know, those are the people that kind of like, okay, let me see what can happen if I risk a little bit higher. You know, those are the people that mostly come for asset management. Mm -hmm. And then you do have the bigger companies, but that's why you can have different portfolios. You can have a conservative portfolio and you can have an aggressive portfolio. Mm. And those are two different things that, you know, you can look into because, you know, the, the risky one can also pay out as well especially if you have a trader that knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And me personally, when I came in, I was more of a, okay, how can I just make a, as much money as possible in the first week? Yeah. I used to think that way. And then it would cause like, I've, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be super transparent. I, it's been times where I would lose a lot of money. It's been times I win a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I've, I've did one. Um, I had a, a client back in 2022 and he had 15K. Mm-hmm. And I grew the 15k up to 93,000, and over we we ended up withdrawing like half of that, and it was like at 40k, mm-hmm. and we was back at 40k, so we withdraw like 50,000, and then next thing you know, lost it all. Mm. But how do you get paid on that? Um, it's more of a split. So at that time, that was structured different. The okay. way that I structure it now is a little bit different from when I did back then. Back mm-hmm. then, it was kind of like a mutual agreement 
I didn't know, like, I'm be honest, like, I didn't know what I was doing back then. Mm. You know, I was just dibbling and dabbling around and I would learn over time. But at that time, it was like mutual agreement. Okay. Um, I make this much 50%, 50%, both get 50%. And yeah, we, we'll do it that way. And over time, um, I've had people run off. I have people I make money for and they run off. Or I've had times where I lose money and people will just like, yo, I'm going to attack you right now. But it was a risk thing in my part. And I used to, bro, I used to do some bad business too. I'm not going to lie with you. I used to do bad business at that time. You're young though. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, learning. Yeah, like yeah, it'll be yeah. times where I lose a lot of money. And I'll be so scared, and I'll be like, okay, I can't. I got to stay away from that. Like, yeah, yeah. I got to stay away from that, dude. And I'm be, I'm be super honest. Like, I used to run business that way, and then I had people come into my life and help me structure it different. Okay, say this to protect yourself, mm. or say that to protect yourself. Do this to protect the client. Yeah. And, and it's all, it's, at the end of the day, it's all about the client. Correct. I'm going to make money if I make the client money. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to make him money, but... If I want to make money, I got to make him money. Yeah. That's how I structure it now. So the only way I'm going to profit is if I make you money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to profit if I'm not making you money. So the whole goal is to get you in profit and then we all have money. And then again, people don't know as an asset manager too as well, um, you have to get ahead of your clients in a sense of capital wise. So you, mm -hmm. you got to make sure you have capital for those losses. So let's say somebody do lose a lot of money. Boom, you can reimburse them. That's mm. cool. You know what I'm saying? That's something you can provide to people. Not a lot of people will say, oh, let me reimburse you for the money we lost. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we lose this percentage, we can give it back to you. That's cool. Mm. Sorry for your bad experience. And I hope you, you know, you take this and you do something good or you can reinvest and we'll try it again. And some people will never do that. They'll just kind of lose your money and just walk away. Yeah. And I used to do that back then. That was pretty, like, I guess you can say, I wouldn't even say scammy. It was just like, I was just. What you don't know is what you don't know. Yeah. 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 I and was then really, you're young. Yeah. You know, you just got this skill set. You made a whole bunch of money. You feel like Superman. you like, yeah. if I did it for myself, I, I know I could do it for everybody yeah. else. You know what I mean? And it's a, it's a different emotion when you're trading other people's capital. That's, mm -hmm. that's what sets everything apart. It's a different story when you're trading somebody else's capital because you have clients that will you lose even 1% and they're going ballistics, bro. And that's why you can set teams in place. You can, that's a ghost over there. Yeah, I don't know what you that can, is. <laughs> you can set teams in place and you can have them custom, customer support, have them contact customer support. Okay, your account is okay, sir. You know, it's just a losing day or it's just a you know bad day in the market. It's cool. You have to think overall mm. what's going to happen because people who invest, people who really invest, understand that their investment is not going to hit until like six to 12 months, maybe even two, two, three years. You know nice. what I'm saying? And it can be any percentage, you know, that you go with. There's some banks that go for, you know, 4% a year. Mm. That's 4% on your capital a year. And there's some, you know, to bigger investors, that's a lot of money. But mm -hmm. to smaller investors, it's like, what the world? So you have to go with what meets your needs and what are you looking for? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you looking for a, a huge return every year or are you looking for a bigger return every year? And like I said, what bigger investors, they're looking for small percentages and less risk. And then with smaller investors, they're looking for big risk, big risk, yeah. honestly. You know what I'm saying? Because they know risk to reward. Like, if there's a high risk, there's a high chance of winning a lot of money mm -hmm. and to build the capital so then they can invest with the bigger clients. Yeah. 
So overall, that's that, that was one of the things that is the most important is trading people's capital is like a whole different psychology, psychology level that you have to deal with. I love it. So talk to me about ICC, man. Yo. Like, what is this movement you got going on, Yo, man? Talk to me that? about talk <laughs> yeah. to me about it, man. Yo. ICC, what does it stand for? ICC is indication, correction, and continuation. That's okay. the phases that I see that market moves. First, there'll be like, let's say there's a support level, price will break it. It'll give you that indication that price is bearish, correct itself, and then continue back under that level to continue to trend. And that's how I see the markets overall. Like that's how I personally see the markets. I was, bro, that's like from beginning of trading, the beginning of me trading Forex till now. That's literally everything in ICC was just a simple buildup. And I made it into like the simplest version. I can explain everything that I see in the markets. Wow. Yeah. So it's crazy. I give it away for free because I'm like, I don't need to sell a course. I can just like, I'm, I'm in a business now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm be straight. I'm yeah. be straight. I don't have to sell you a course to make sure my bills are paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I give it out for free to everybody who needs it because I feel like it's it's really effective. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's free content. First of all, it's free. It's really effective. It works in the markets. And I just feel like it's simple to everybody where you don't have to learn all these different indicators or these different patterns or different candlestick patterns. And I feel like it's really easy to learn if you're told step by step, this is what it do one, um, step two, step three, step four, and this is what you do in each scenario. Yeah. Some people will have like 25 different videos of different things of like, okay, if you see this, do this. Yeah. If you see that, do this, but mm-hmm. it's different from what you did last time. So make sure you know how to do this in this situation. And I feel like when you're on the charts, you can oversee things like with patterns, like people oversee patterns. I don't even think people really, really know what patterns is like, because sometimes you might think you see that pattern, but you're not looking at like, that's not it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Especially when you've been in the charts for so many hours yeah, and you, you start, get fatigued, you, you start making stuff yeah, up. Yeah, you start yeah, making yeah. stuff up. Yeah, I used to be that way. But with ICC, it's like impossible to make it up. Mm. It's literally impossible to make it up. Like you're either going to see it or you're not. Yeah. You know? And yeah. So and, where can traders like, Get exposure to that that uh, free training that um, you have. So my Instagram is trades by Sai. Okay. Um, I'm a. I have the. I should have my Telegram link in my bio. Okay. If you go to the Telegram link, you're gonna pop up on this page. It's gonna have a Google Drive with over like seventy videos. Seventy. Yeah, seventy videos, wow. all on the same thing. Wow. So consistently, consistently showing you the breakdowns every single time, and I'm still putting videos as I trade every other day or so. I'm going to still break down every single trade. But there's 70 videos in there. We got the YouTube. Yeah, the YouTube, which has like, I think, 15 to 20 videos all on the same thing, but hour-long videos. And then I do the boot camps, the three-day free boot camps whenever I can. Okay. And I post And that is that the- virtual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, so I do the Zoom calls, and those fill up fast. Those be filling up like 500, 600 people every time wow. I do it. And they're just all in there watching. I'll post it whenever I get the chance. But I only do, I do those when I can. I try yeah. to do a lot because people love them a lot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I try to do those, but I only do it when I can. I do a three-day boot camp, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Boom. I'm going to teach y'all for like an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, at the end, we're going to talk about psychology and how, you know, people don't talk about the real life version of it. So I talk about the real life version of trading at the end of the session. And yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Yeah. Like you can sell somebody a course, but they're not really going to understand it unless you break it down to them. Some yeah. people are really like a lot of people are really vision, visual um, learner, learners. Yep. 
So you have to actually sit down and talk to these people because that's what's going to help them. That's really what's you can't just slap a couple videos that you did already in their face and be like, OK, that's it. You know, you should be good. Yeah. You can't just you can't just do that. That's not how it works. You have to continue to repeat the same thing to them. It's it's a sad. I want to say sad. It's a repetitive way to say it. But honestly, if you're going to be a trading influencer, that's what you have to do. If you get on Instagram and you start posting your trades, you got to be willing to actually sit down with these people and actually help them out. Because what are you posting trades for if you're not going to help them out? Well, you can be a trading influencer. Mm -hmm. Just just know like, yo, if you're going to be posting your trades, you got to help these people out, learn how to trade. Because that's what that's yeah. where the followers come from. The followers, you're getting followed because people want to do what you're doing. They want to do what you're doing. Yep. So if, how, how are they going to follow you if, you know, you're not teaching them anything? And yeah. that's why I would say my fan base or not even fan base. They're my family. My yeah. community I like is that. stronger, bro, because I, I sit down with these people. I'm in a Discord chat with these dudes as much as possible. Like before the ride here, I was in a Discord chat talking to these people. Because imagine if you're in a chat with like Elon Musk or something mm -hmm. and he's actively talking to you. You're going to be like, dang, yeah. that's, that's, that's real because he's like sitting down to take the time to talk to you. Yeah. I don't think anybody else is really doing that. There's probably is some people, but mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of that in the trading space, especially to the top people that they look up to. It's like, what are they really doing to help you? Like, what are they really doing to help your journey? How mm -hmm. are they really helping your journey? You have, with me, you have me being actively there in your journey. I'm understanding, I'm learning. Um, or, um, in a sense, I'm learning who you are. I'm learning what type of person you are. I'm getting to know you, talk to you, teach you some things of like what my experiences was, share my experience, share the way I trade, and just overall show you that, you know, you don't have to pay for things just to learn. You can, there's, there's another way, or you can learn, like, honestly, me, I've learned by just consistently being in the markets over and over. And yeah, there's some things out there that takes uh, some money to have that knowledge, but yep. in the beginning, it shouldn't be that hard for a beginner to come in and be like, okay, where do I start? Yeah. Cause you don't know as a beginner, you don't know who to like, who to go to. Like as a beginner trader, you come into trading Forex. somebody told you about it two days ago mm -hmm. and you're like, okay. What do I do? What's the first thing I do? Well, I got to learn how to get a brokerage. I got to learn how to do this and that. You get that. Now, how do I learn to trade? And then you go on Instagram and you got everybody's bio with a freaking course linked in. <laughs> and you don't know whose course to buy because you don't know who's who. And you, it's just like it's confusing. So give them the free content. Boom. They have free content. They have foundation. Mm -hmm. That's They have the foundation. Okay. I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. From there, it's like, I know what I'm looking for. And that's Forex in general. That's trading in general. You have to understand where is your foundation. You got to, one, understand your personal situation. Okay, what is my personal situation? What am I going through in life? What can what can help it out? What can change it? And then when you come into trading, okay, I got to start somewhere. I got to build some money up, put it into account, build up, learn and understand how the market moves and then I can start trading and then it can implement into my real life and help me out. Some people will get into the game and they don't know what to do mm -hmm. and nobody's teaching them. They're just like, yo, bro, you see my lamb, yeah. you know, buy the course, you're going to get it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then they get mis misleaded. They're confused. And that's what caused people to be, you know, losing for three, four, five years. Like, I'm going to be super honest. Like, I don't feel like it should take that long. It's the same way with at school. It's the same way at school. You're taught something, you learn it, they give you a test. 
It's the same way with trading. You you learn from a video or you learn from a course or whatever the case might be. You learn from that. You you study it and then you apply it to the markets and then the profits is your test. If you do bad on the test, you lose. Yep. If you do good on the test, you win. And that's how it is. And if you can secondly continue to study up and you can secondly like learn more, then you're gonna win almost the consistently in the test. I wanna say every test, but you're gonna win a lot of more tests. Absolutely. Overall. And you might make a mistake. So back in school, when you made a mistake on a math test or something, what did they do? They showed you the correct way to do it. Yep. And in math, I remember when I used to get one wrong answer, he would have the the word problem or whatever it is written out. Like, this is the way you should have did it. Mm. If I did two times four and I put like, I don't know, freaking six, mm -hmm. he would put right next to it two times four, eight. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it would be stuff like that where it's like, it's the same way with the markets. If you make a mistake, go back, review what you did. Okay, I made a mistake here. Let me change that and then do the same thing. Don't You don't have to change every single piece. Every time you lose, you don't have to change everything and you that's do. That's the problem. Like and That is it right there. You don't have there. to change everything. Yeah. Just that's change the, the thing that just messed you up. Bro, that is, that's the reason new traders are in the cycle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my name is Calvin New Trader because I represent, I know that struggle. Like, I've been on this journey three years, right? And yeah. when you said, like, what you said, like, it shouldn't take that long, it just hit me this year that, bro... I've been focused on the wrong stuff. It should not, it should not take that long yeah. to hit the numbers that I want to hit. Yeah. And my wife's been telling me that, like, I've seen you apply yourself to so many things. Why is it taking like yeah, why is it taking so long to hit them big numbers you want to hit? Bro, it's because we have this industry, bro, that, yo, bro, I made 50K in this one day. You can do the same thing, buy my course. And it puts in these people's head where it's like, I need to make big profits today. Like today. Yeah. Yeah. It puts in their head that they even with me, I tell people like, bro, don't look at don't look at my numbers. Look at the trades that I'm catching. Look at the sh setup I'm showing you. Implement that. Don't try yeah. to like make my numbers because most of the time you're not. You're not going to be able to repeat the same thing that I do. But you know why you have success, bro? Is because there was no other options for there, you. There was. There you, was no other options. You stayed locked in on what was working and you duplicated it. You know what I mean? Like that's the trend in your story. You, you like you're focused. There's no other options. Like okay, if this move work, okay, well, you know, let's not change it. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. The thing with a lot of us new traders, right? And I'm gonna tell you, we got go, just going back to what you said. If this don't work, I'm going on Instagram and I'm looking for another guru that's, and I'm gonna go buy their course. That's it, bro. And I'm gonna go do what they say. Yes. And if I take a trade on that and that don't work. I'm going to go find somebody else. It's too many options. Yes. It's too many chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you got all these chefs in the kitchen, bro, I'm like 10 courses in, bro. I, I stopped all that this year, bro. Yeah. Bro. I was like, this is stupid. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and it's that's like... the difference, bro. <laughs> People can have success if they, if we just lock in on one thing. One thing. You know what I mean? It might seem like it's not working, but that's that's the whole goal. It's not supposed to work in the beginning. It's not supposed to work in the beginning. Like just, but if you lock in on one thing, you'll be surprised where you'll be in three months. You can master it. You may not be a millionaire in three months, yeah, but you'll yeah. be somewhere you didn't expect yeah. if you stick with you one have thing. Your first $1,000 a day. Boom. $2,000. Boom. $2,000, whatever. Or $500. Like, yeah. <laughs> or you could hit the million. You could. Bro. You don't know. Yeah, you just don't but, know. But it has to be one thing, it's, one mindset. It's that what if, like, what if I just continue to do this? Yeah, yeah. Like, just that what if. And I think that's what, you know, separates a lot of people. And then the other thing is this, too. I got to throw this out there. Everybody wants to be popular, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I see I see a lot of people doing that now, especially when they start winning consecutive trades. They'll they'll post on Instagram and be like, okay, I know what I'm doing. This is the way I trade. Everybody look at me. People do that a lot. Yeah. Especially in this space. People yeah. people want to be the next big thing. Yeah. And it should be about the message, man. Yeah, Your too. message. I think and what you stand for. I started, bro. I started my Instagram with zero followers and I would just post. Like I just post, hey, this is the setup I'm looking. This is how my trading my like I deleted those posts because it was like so it was ugly, bro. The way that I was posting it, I was like, look guys, at my setup. It, it was, was no at, strategy there. Yeah, it was it was, it was no content <laughs> strategy. <laughs> I was just posting anything. Like I was that yeah. dude where you come on my page and I took I got a picture of a table. Yeah. And it's like, so I remember and I, I posted a telegram link. This was my first time ever using Telegram in my life. And somebody told me this is where you grow groups at or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I made a telegram link. And I remember having like six people in there and I would post a Google Meet. Like at any time that I got on the charts, I would post a Google link and they'll join the Google Meet and they'll just watch me chart up. I yeah. have some music playing, charting up. And I kept doing that, got to 100 subscribers in there. And then um, I started having these calls where I was like, okay, I got to use Zoom because Google Meet, you have to accept every single person oh, that comes man, in. Oh, man, that's ridiculous. So I started having to use Zoom, use Zoom. And as I kept doing that, I was doing that like two, three times a day. Every single time I touched the charts, I popped open a little Google um, a Google Meet or a Zoom call, and I would just let them watch me do that. Wow. And I just kept doing that, and then it came to a point where I was getting too many people, and they was watching my trades on Instagram, watching my trades on Telegram, and it was just a word of mouth. Mm. That's that's somebody told me that too. They was like, um, he was like, Sai, you might not hang around all these, you know, big gurus, or you might not, they might not follow you, but a lot of the brokerages and a lot of the, you know, not not known traders follow you. Somebody told me that it was like, you know, <laughs> and everybody knows me. That's the crazy part. Mm. Cause I went to the summit yep. and I was talking to the bigger name people and it was like, yeah, bro, I know you. And it's word like, got okay. around. Word <laughs> done got around. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I grew. Just word of mouth. And, yeah. and then once I started doing, they started seeing that I was actually doing the free content. That's when everything exploded. Wow. That's when everything exploded. And from there, I just continued to provide value. Like, I wasn't able to do the Zoom calls every day, but, you know, I, I provide value as much as possible. Yeah. Like last night, um, last night, this dude was sleeping in a hotel and mm -hmm. I went outside three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I just got on the telegram talking to the telegram on a voice note, like telling them like, yo, life is like crazy because, you know, if you continue to do one thing one day, your whole life can change. It just take that one day of doing something right yeah. and doing it over and over that your life is just going to completely change. That's amazing. Give me three things that you would recommend a new trader to do to make their first 100000 in trading in any time period, in any time period. <sighs> what three consistent things would you recommend them to do to make six figures from trading? No time limit at all. Like it no don't time matter. Limit. No time limit. It can be in three years, five years. It can be in a month. It don't matter. But just three things that they need to do consistently and to hit their first six figures. That's that's just like consecutively all at one time or like over time. Either or. Okay. Um. Over time, I would say as you start the build, remember go back to the building way. Like treat everything like a bank account. Mm -hmm. You can grow that account. As you grow that account, I will withdraw like fifty percent every time you make a profit or. However percent you want to do it, just make sure you consecutively grow your account and withdraw a good portion. Keep that in a savings account because I look at it in, in a sense of like 
um, when I got into trading, I wasn't trading money I needed. I was trading trading saved up money, and I'll put that into account because remember, treat it like a savings account, and I wouldn't need that money, so it was no reason for me to spend that money. Mm. So then I would be growing my account over time, putting money to the side, and that will also be growing. And then over time, you'll start to see that you're growing overall, and you have like 50k to the side or 60k to the side, whatever the case, the numbers be. Mm-hmm. And that's how you, that's one way you can grow. Okay. Or you can you can honestly you can you know. Put it all on the line, but I wouldn't say I would suggest doing the saving route. I would honestly suggest people to consistently build up. You need to focus on the moves, the moves that you catch. You need to focus on how can I get price to go from A to point B? How can I get in in and how can I get out? How can I find that out? Focus on that skill set and you're going to start to consistently make money. And like I said, treat everything like a savings account. Put money to the side when you win and then you will start to see profits. Yeah, that's how that's how I would say do it. That's how I would, honestly I wouldn't recommend any other way. I feel like people need to focus on being patient and building everything. Because mm. if you don't build, it's like you don't like again. You don't have foundation. You can't you can't go up the ladder with no with no wall to hold on. You know, like you can't do that. It's just not gonna work. And overall, that's the that's that's how I would say it. Honestly, I don't have three that's things not, like you would say. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how I would tell anybody. That's to, what you would like, say. Just build. Just yeah. build. Just focus on building your account. Every other day, anytime you get a chance to make some money, extra money on the side or save money, put that into your account. You don't have to trade it, but just continue to grow, continue to grow. Because like we said in the beginning, mm-hmm. your big days can come from, you know, a bigger account. You yeah. know, that that big day, that 5K day you was waiting for, it might take you to get to a 10K account to, or even a 20K account to even get a 5K day. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the reality of it. People think that you can just do like there's some people out there that can do five hundred to fifty uh, five thousand dollars in one day or whatever the case might be. But I'm I kid you not, like I'm pretty sure they have a lot of losing accounts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People never see that. Like the YouTube flips that you see, like I'm pretty sure it took like a couple accounts for them to get to that. And some people do have a skill set, but what I recommend is more sustainable. You know, flipping accounts isn't sustainable. It's just not. It's not going to work long term. Like you have to think long term about everything. Everything in trading causes you to think long term. Mm. Like how is this going to benefit me long term? Mm-hmm. If you save your money, if you manage your capital right, it's going to benefit you long term because you're not going to be losing money. You don't have to keep depositing, 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 depositing. You're going to be, you know, building an account. Yeah. You don't have to keep losing and then putting money in. Keep losing, putting money in. Just focus on building your capital up and then consecutively and consistently trading that. Love it, man. Love it. Man, ladies and gentlemen, Sai, trades by Sai in the <laughs> building, man. Let us know where we can follow you, where we can reach you, all those um, um, my social Instagram, networks. My Instagram is trades by Sai. Make sure, because um, it's a lot of fake accounts of me. Yeah. And I, I'm still Instagram, still not verifying me. Come on, Instagram. trades by side. Y'all make gotta sure get it together. Instagram. Make sure it's no dots, no double I's, no double S's. I think they be making all types of. Make sure there's just trades, trades, and buy side, all one word, no dots, no underscore, no nothing. Um, YouTube is just S C I, and that's where all my content is at. And then Telegram is in my Instagram bio. Awesome, man. Um, before we get out of here, I want you to just anything that that's on your heart or anything that you wanted to share that I didn't ask you about. I want to give you that moment before we get out of here. Um, honestly, I feel like this is for everybody. Like 
when you feel like times are getting hard, just continue to push through it because the moment that you're going to give up is the moment that your life is going to change. It takes one day for your whole life to change, but that one day happens from you doing the same good thing every single day. If you continue to have the same good habits every single day, that one day of you doing that good habit out of the blue, you're not going to know what day, like what, it, what day is going to be, but everything is going to change for you. God gave us a day. He was like, okay, if you continue to follow my path, if you continue to do right, this day on January 2nd, 2024, this day I'm going to change his life and I'm going to make sure he is straight, set, and narrow. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> trades by side. It's your boy Calvin, the new trader, man. I appreciate you for watching today. And uh, as I always say, you know the slogan, I look forward to running into you at the bank one day. Uh, but when I pull up to the bank, when me and Sai pull up to the bank, you should already be walking out with a duffel bag on your shoulder, big smile on your face. That's my way of saying we all are going to be successful. Till next time, God bless you. Take care. I'll let you later. Peace. Thanks,